ready for it? Welcome to Enchanted, a Taylor Swift podcast. For us three Swifties, this is our holy ground. Every episode will consist of us breaking down a Taylor Swift song based on her lyrics when she wrote the song, our own connections to the song, and of course, throwing out different theories based on our girl's love of a good Easter egg. Come back, be here every Sunday for a new episode. Welcome back to another episode of Enchanted, a Taylor Swift podcast, and hopefully this won't be like standing in slow motion in your party dress as we go through this song and give our ratings, but we are talking all about the moment I knew, which damn, whew, this song gets me in the fields every time. How about you two? So sad. Well, the moment I knew, wait, where was I going? Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> The moment I knew I lost this. <laughs> the moment I knew that me and Christina were going to be best friends is when we were introduced by our mutual friend and they were like, they were like, oh, they love Taylor Swift. And I was like, but do they love Taylor Swift? And, <laughs> and then when I met Christina and I was like, okay, she does. And then I met Meredith and I was like, okay, she does. And then that's, so I was trying to turn it into a positive. I think I failed miserably, but um, I, 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 you guys, this song, oh mm. my God, you talk about like, to me, this is when I, I want to go back to like 2012, the first time I listened to this song, I was like, okay, so this is all too well, part two. Like, that's what this is. It's just mm-hmm. part part two. And, um, you know, now we have the 10 minute version and we're kind of like, oh, okay. So the birthday did play a part into all too well. So Cody wasn't far off. Um, but no, I think for at least the first 10 times I listened to this song, I cried every single time. Cause I just like, it was so, so, so freaking sad. Yeah. Um, what's wild to me. So this was on the deluxe, um, version of the stolen version. So before Taylor's version came out, but it was out there. And what's wild to me is I, Saw some influencers when Taylor's version of Red came out who listened to it. And there's one that likes to break down the song to her now fiance as they're driving in the car. And she said, no joke. She's, she says she's a huge Swifty, but she, no joke said, I had no idea that this song was about her 21st birthday. And until all too well, 10 minute version came out. I was like, what? Anyone who listened to this song? knew exactly what this song was about when it came out on the lights party dress what else do you need but then what happy birthday to you right what i love is if you really just think about this song and 22 before we could put put it together i don't know how many others put together but this song is about her 21st birthday and then you if you play 22 right after it it's like, damn, no wonder she was feeling 22 because what a miserable 21st birthday. Like, cry- like you're literally like just crying in a bathroom and your friends are just trying to figure out what's going on. And you're like, this person who means the world to me didn't show up for the biggest, one of your biggest birthdays. And I'm dressed up and my family's here and I'm throwing a party. It's not like we're just doing something, you know, casual. Yeah. She's in a red lipstick, which I mean, like we know she wears it all the time, but like, like she clearly was 
put together, super excited. And I mean, we've all been, unfortunately, I think in a position where we're sitting there waiting, we're so excited. And even if the person that we want to be there shows up, maybe they don't show up in the way that you anticipated, or you're not receiving the gift or the, the welcome that you had wished for or dreamt mm-hmm. of. And, and then, then everyone is just standing there looking at you and you're like, I don't want to put on a smile. I yeah. just want to throw off this dress, crawl up into a ball and say, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, I will say going back to, um, in, in red lipstick, I, Obviously, Taylor's known for her iconic red lipstick, but again, we have this subtle, very subtle. We're we're still red, you know, and mm-hmm. it, I because I I love that. I just love how like red is just sprinkled through um, nearly almost every song in this entire album. I just think that's really cool. Um, but for me, the the verse that like kills me every time is. And the hours pass by. Now I just want to be alone. But your close friends always seem to know when something's really wrong. So they follow me down the hall, and they're in the bathroom. I try not to fall apart. And, and that's that's where, like, for me, I I just like right now I'm trying to hold back tears, even just like reading that off to you all, just because it's number one. Um, you do you do want to be alone, right? Like during these times, you do want to be alone, but we all have those good friends that are always going to like want to be there for us. And so that's kind of, to me, it's like, it's just interesting because I think about if something like this were to happen to me, would I want my friends around or would I not want my friends around? Like, I think the first person I would probably call is, Christina and then to rope in Meredith and we would conference Meredith in (laughs) Meredith you need to get on a plane to Denver like tomorrow um (laughs) um so it's just you know I always I just think that that part really shows Taylor's kind of like emotional level of intelligence of like trying to connect with other people. Cause we've all had those moments of, for me, it, this sounds weird for me. It was my eighth birthday party. Um, I swore I wasn't going to talk about this, but now I am going to talk about this. Um, and I know what you all are thinking, Cody, why were you in love when you at your eighth birthday party? I was not in love. Um, but, um, so my birthday is March 26th and, um, in, in my school year in elementary school, spring break would normally always fall on my birthday. So all of my friends would normally travel on spring break and I wouldn't get to have like an actual birthday party on my birthday. I feel like I'm a vine right now. What's that? You didn't give me that. You didn't bring me a birthday present to my birthday. Something, I don't know. what. Anyways, but anyway, so my eighth birthday party, um, my, my mom usually planned my birthday parties and my dad and his girlfriend really wanted to plan my birthday party. And so I, I was like, yeah, like mom, let's let them like I stood up for my dad and everything. 
And my mom always intentionally planned my birthday party around when spring break was. So that way people would come to my birthday party and my dad and my stepmom didn't put that much thought into it. So none of my friends came to my birthday party. And so I guess that's why that verse kind of sticks out for me because it was like, um, it's like, even when I was like, like I wanted to be alone, but I also wanted a friend there. So it's just kind of, I, I don't know, maybe that's why that, I didn't know this turned into a therapy session, but anyways. <laughs> no, I think we've all had that moment. Um, you know, for me, it's not a birthday party that it happened, but it was just around my law school graduation and people just not showing up and you're just waiting and waiting to hear, like, are you going to fly in for it? Are you going to show up? And then, I mean, my mom was the only one there and I'm not trying to discredit like, oh, I was not happy that my mom was there, but like other people didn't come or when I got sworn in for the bar, my boyfriend at the time didn't do anything for it. Not even flowers. It was because he didn't get past the bar exam. So he had to take it again, but he couldn't, he couldn't even get flowers for that day or like a bottle of wine. So we could at least toast that I passed the bar and was, and got sworn in and there's just nothing. And I honestly just locked myself in my room that night and <laughs> was alone. Like we all have those moments. And I just, for her to like put a, put it in a song, which is for her therapy. Like, it's just so to me, I could never put that into a song and put it out there in the world for everybody to to listen to but she did it and it's one of those songs where you just like you said every time you hear it you're just like sad and crying you're just like what is this is horrible just imagining this poor girl looking at the door watching the door whole time when she's supposed to be drinking and like legally drinking and partying it up with her friends and the dress she's wearing and it's christmas time so you know it's like very festive and, yeah and so like just like an enchanting time of the year. And here she is just like, is he even going to come? And like, oh he God. just sends her, he just sends her an expensive gift and like tries to make that. Okay. Just, you know, they broke up a text at right. I think right after that. And, you know, it's not even not discrediting anybody's birthday, but it is, it's like the 21st birthday. Like that's, that's a big freaking deal. Yeah, I'm sorry. Birthday. Like, especially like, here in America where 21, that's when you can drink and all that fun stuff. Big freaking deal. You don't miss somebody's 21st birthday party unless it's like an excruciating emergency. And you then you plead with them, you go to lunch with them, you like make it up to them in some degree. Um, so that's that's a whole other thing as well. And especially like it's your boyfriend. Yeah. Right. Like you mm-hmm. want to be with your person on that birthday. And like, regardless of whether or not it's appropriate or makes sense, like we all get that tunnel vision where there's that one person we want to be with. And even if we're having this giant party, you know, none of that necessarily matters. And I just think one of the other things I love about this is just I mean, it's kind of what Christina was saying, like just the depths that she goes into exposing her feelings, like that sinking feeling starts Mm -hmm. and you're, you know, you're, you love that your friends are actually paying attention to you, but like, you know, that if you have to say the words out loud, it's just going to crush you 
infinitely and oh it's just gut-wrenching yeah oh so sad what did you guys do for your 21st birthday that's what i was gonna ask (laughs) we're gonna try to make this a little happier um i had dinner with my family so i'm a summer baby um so cody i get like the whole birthday party um because i'm literally my birthday was always like the week after school got out so by that point everyone had peaced out and gone to camp or whatever um and i think my 21st birthday is on like a weekday so my friends you know, we're already at internships or jobs or whatever. So it was just me and my immediate family then went to the bar with my late husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. And like my mom and like a few other family members got trashed. And then the next day I had to get up and get on a plane and go into New York, up uh, train and go into New York city um, for a course I was taking. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Christina, what says? What was your twenty first? It was your twenty first birthday in Vegas. Yes, but it was not a Vegas twenty first birthday. Oh, okay. I was actually kind of sad to think about. Um, oh. But anyway, so I feel both of you because my birthday is at the beginning of May, which in college is finals. So mm-hmm. people never wanted to do things when I was in college and law school for my birthday. So like my thirtieth birthday, it was the exact same way. But. Um, at the time, the group of people that I was friends with were very upstanding, non-drinking, non-partying Southern Baptists. Um, <laughs> so uh, I had a little kid's like sleepover themed 21st birthday where there was no drinking. It's very sad to think about, especially since I grew up in Las Vegas um, and you would go out and club for your birthday, which is fine because clubbing is not my scene. Don't worry. Uh, about two weeks later, I made up for it with the people I actually wanted to go hang out with and just got blasted. But it's fine. <laughs> but we had a pinata and everything. Damn. Birthday party. And it Wait, was like a little kid's of, birthday. What kind of candy was in the pinata? Do you remember? No. Probably good candy, though, because usually candy in a pinata is disgusting, hard candy yeah. or Starburst. Probably had chocolates. See, these are the important questions that I ask. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so my 21st birthday. Was it was, wild, Cody? It was a little crazy. Um, so have you all ever heard of a shot book? A what? A shot book. I can only imagine this is a book that has shots in it. It's like a passport and you have to take all of them. No, no, kind of, kind of, but you're on the right page. You're just a little off so this is more traditional in like sororities nowadays but as a gay man I wanted a shot book so I got a shot book um and I love you (laughs) what it is is um you put you designate somebody in charge of it I I think I don't even remember who I designated in charge of it I want to say it was my roommate Alexis or my friend Jenna or somebody of that nature I might've put three people in charge of it because I didn't trust that I could put one person in charge of it and they would do it. So I formed a committee. Um, (laughs) So then you tell that person or those people, 21 people that you would like to, they, they make a page and you get a scrapbook 
and they make one page in the scrapbook that's like you and their friendship like you're all's friendship together and like pictures of you guys and everything and then you take a shot like you turn through the pages and you take a shot with that person as you go along Ah. and you're supposed to have 21 shots nobody not very many people make it to 21 um but imagine so I, I wish I still had, I don't know where mine is at this particular moment, but if I ever find it, I'll send you all pictures because Please I do. really, I loved it a lot. It was very big and like, it was on my coffee table for a really long time. Cause I just, I loved it so much. Um, and it's, re- you should look at all this stuff. I think, I think it's really cute. I think it's a really cool idea. Um, so there was that we were at my friend's house um, that they were renting and that's where we started our shenanigans my birthday um it so my birth my birthday's the 26th so we the 25th was a friday night so we started partying the 25th and then when the when the clock struck midnight that's when we went to the bars in my town um and and where I went to school, there was a bar called Hilligan's. Um, I didn't go to it that much, but a lot of my friends that may or may not listen to this podcast, they do go a lot. So, um, and I just, I, I don't remember a lot about that night, but I do remember one thing. I remember that my friend Evan got me um, a Jaeger. It's like um, a Jaeger bomb. A Jaeger bomb. Thank you. And everyone was telling me that I had to chug it. And I didn't realize what they were saying. I, 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 I it just wasn't comprehending. So like I dropped it and then I took a sip and I was like, that's gross. And I, <laughs> it's like it explodes <laughs> over. <laughs> and so then Evan, like, because he paid for it, he grabbed it and chugged it really quickly. Cause he was like, you don't waste this. And I was like, I don't Ugh. know. I don't know anything about alcohol whatsoever. And then, uh, um, on my actual birthday, I went into, um, in Kentucky, there's a chain called Liquor Barn. It's probably in other states. Um, but I went into there for the first time and like bought myself like a six pack, but you could choose what beers you wanted in it. And I didn't finish any of them because they were all gross. So then I just realized that I liked wine and margaritas. And that was pretty much my two like main things that I stuck with love it yeah it was crazy i'll have to find pictures and send it to you guys so that way you can see please do um but no i did not end my 21st birthday like taylor swift crying in a bathroom it's probably for Um, the best probably for the best that's not how she ended her 21st birthday she ended it with a phone call when he said you Um, called me later and said i'm sorry i didn't make it and i said i'm sorry sorry too." too And they broke out. Wasn't the moment I knew. Mm, such a good ending. Such a good ending. So good. Can we, I, I do want to talk about like the music aspect of this yeah. song. Cause like when you first listen to it and you hear that haunting violin, is it a violin? It's probably a violin or a cello or something of that nature. I don't know. The orchestra it's a, sounds. It's a string instrument. I can tell you that much. And it's not a harp. I know those two things are true. Um, <laughs> I was hoping I knew Cody does not know musical instruments. So, but it starts off with that. And then like, again, we go like, throw it back to Treacherous. We have like this big buildup. And then like, 
client, like uh, the part where it's like, um, I'm going to say it's a bridge, but I don't think the it's breakdown. A I think she, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like um, with no one to impress and they're all standing around me singing happy birthday to you mm-hmm. and everything. And I'm like, you know, I felt the anger. It wasn't the sadness anymore. It was the anger that I felt. It was the frustration. It was the, you know, I have been over backwards for you, dude. And you couldn't come to my freaking 21st birthday party. Screw you. And mm-hmm. it's over. So, you know, I, I love, love, love that part of this song. It's just this climactic buildup. And then, as you said, she just ends it with, I'm sorry, too. And, and that was the moment I knew. And, it's, it, and it gets very quiet and soft again. And I'm like, love it, love it, love it, love that part. I hate that you had to experience this to make this incredible song. But yeah. Joe Matter never ever make her have an uh, that was a moment I knew um moment. I don't think we have to worry about it. I hope not. I mean, they technically have wrote songs together, and that's more than you never know what people know. I'm just saying. You never know. Well, on that note, do we get to ratings? <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, Tony. Just because they write a song together doesn't mean crap. Because she wrote a song with another person, but she didn't. But she didn't put it under her name. I understand the difference there, but I'm just saying he didn't put Joe didn't put it under his name either. So, and and but but you see, but and because I thought about this, I thought about this. Meredith's looking at us like, can you guys get to the freaking point? Uh, So my theory with that is is that he was not ready to be credited as a songwriter within himself he wanted to remain under the micro like he was like i'm an actor that's what i do i do not do that 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 was my theory and then eventually because the song became so successful and we kind of pieced it together we were like okay we know who this is she finally was like yeah that's it's joe so that's my two cents on I think he also just respects her and what she does. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't the, want to discredit that. And yeah. and I think that's a key part to remember when listening to this song, when listening to this whole album about, I feel like certain people did not respect Miss Swift in the way that she should have been respected. No, they Preach. did not. All right. Now we can move into your ratings. Meredith, you get to go first this time. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with another 13. I just, again, just lyrically, I think it's beautiful. The imagery, the fact that I can feel every single element of her state of mind, the way that her body's reacting to just this disappointment. I just think it's so well done. Can you see? I don't want people to think that we're not being critical. They're just going to think it. Go. It's fine. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there's someone out there that's like, no, this is a horrible song. And you shouldn't rate this a 13. But like. It's not their trash. rating. They're how, not on this podcast. It's not their how, rating. How can you not give this a 13 when the feelings that it creates inside of you 
And you don't even have to be there, but you can picture it perfectly. And to me, that's why it deserves a 13, just because of the imagery that it instills inside of your head, the feelings that it makes you come across, the way that it goes into this climatic angle. It's just, it's beautiful and perfect and everything that I've ever wanted. So 13 out of 13. Yeah, I struggled to also give this a 13 for the reasons that you were saying, like the last two episodes, we've given perfect 13s, but this song, like you said, it's like all too well 2.0. Like it's a, it's a second all too well. And we've all, we all talked about moments that we've had that are similar. And we've all talked about how we just have such an emotional reaction to the song. And I don't think you can just say like, Oh, I have such an emotional reaction to the song. It really paints a story and all of that. And then be like, but it's not a 13. So I agree. Another perfect 13. And I think that's what all of the songs that we've given 13s, like perfect 13s to on this album all have is that storytelling aspect, that, that ability to bring you in and make you emotionally react to the song. So I don't feel bad about it. Boom. And that's all I have to say. This episode was sparkling. Don't you let it go. We are just as excited to meet and connect with you as you are to meet and connect with the one and only Taylor Swift herself. So go follow us on Instagram at Enchanted Pod and tell us your theories, favorite songs, and so much more. See you there.